Welcome to the island. This is that place where we do sit down and have a conversation and we talk about the events going on in today's world and how it is affecting the world of sports. I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and this is the island. Today, we are going to continue our conversation on mental health and concussions and where it can all lead to. And this is a very hot topic right now, the mental health uh, aspect of the world, basically, uh, and especially in sports. And I'm glad to an extent and I hope I'm going to phrase this right, but I'm glad to an extent that we are able to see the best athletes of the world compete right now in the Olympics. Now, with these Olympics comes this topic of mental health. No one thought, nor did anybody think, that we would be seeing the greatest And I will say that proudly because it is true whether or not you believe it or not. She is the greatest gymnast of all time. And I'm speaking about Simone Biles. Regardless of what you want to say, she is by far the greatest. But here comes this underlying issue that she has been dealing with and I want to say this very very carefully and when I say this I need people to understand that when you are dealing with mental health you can throw everything you think you know out of the water. You can throw everything you feel like you know about pressure, the life of pressure and stress out of the water because it does not need to be a part of this type of conversation. When a person is truly dealing with mental health, nothing else matters. And I, I, and I hope People can understand that. Now, if you know anything about Simone Biles, you will know that in the past, uh, she was one of a hundred gymnasts, 100 gymnasts who was sexually abused, sexually abused by a doctor named Larry Nasser. Nasser, I honestly can care less how to say his actual name. Larry N. I don't care. She was sexually molested and we have no true knowledge of the impact that has done on her body, what it has truly done on her mind. And today, I do what I normally do, and I, I listen to sports talk, I listen to just talk radio, and they mentioned her and they had a nice conversation about it, and the majority 
of these guys, and I, I'm saying guys as in men, male figures, um, because I truly don't think for the majority of men, we don't understand this. However, again, most of these guys, they were talking, basically calling her in short a quitter. She is a quitter. She's on the biggest stage and she started it. She should finish what she started. Blah, 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 blah. Please give me a break. How about you just shut it? Because we have no clue how, how she is feeling. We have no clue what she is truly dealing with in her mind when it comes to this all the pressure all the pressure of the world is on her it's not like she is the second best and she's trying to trade she's trying to she's racing greatness she's trying to track it down and she's trying to be the greatest she's trying to get on top of the mountain of gymnastics no she's already there so now all the pressure of being the greatest is there and we already know the story of what has happened to her as a child and as a teen. Let's not forget she's only 24 years old. 24 years old. And in her 24 years of life, she has had to deal with more trauma than most people will ever deal with in their entire life. But yet she's still able to get up, put herself out there in the public eye and compete on the biggest stage in the world against the most talented athletes in the world. People will say, well, she slipped and because she slipped, she doesn't want to uh, she doesn't want to uh, compete anymore. Again, I tell you, give me a break. Like, if, if you are truly that great at what you do, regardless if you've never lost in a competition, but you know how to get yourself back up on the pedestal to, to still compete. We're dealing with something that's bigger than sports here. And we're dealing with someone's mental health who has dealt with something very traumatic. And if you can't even put that in perspective on why she decided she probably needs to withdraw herself from the competition because not only will she damage herself, but she could also hurt her team in becoming a great team. See, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. When I see someone at this stage decide to themselves, I need to take a step back because I can do more harm than good right now. She had to make that decision. And that is a decision that I can applaud. Now, I want to take a step back 
and explain to everyone out there that truly does not understand the impact of depression and a mental health issue where this road can actually lead to now for all the hockey fans out there the name Rick Ripien should ring a bell and he played six years in the NHL and he struggled a great deal with depression back in 2008 he came out and basically told the entire world that for the past 10 years he was battling depression it got so bad for him a couple of times that the team he played for the Vancouver Canucks put him on leave twice because of his struggle with depression now just stop there and think about that we see in one instance with Simone Biles she withdraws herself during competition we see in another instance with Rick Ripien he is put on leave twice both struggling with depression see I don't think people understand that it really doesn't matter where you're at what you're doing who you are how much money you make how important the thing that you're doing is when depression hits you it takes control not just of your body but also your mind now back to Mr. Ripien like I said he told the world that he has been struggling with depression this was back in 2008 he was struggling for 10 years like I said before now after he told everyone what he was dealing with help was given not that much not that it wasn't important because it was however two years after he told everybody what he was dealing with depression fully took over and took control of him and tragically he took his own life this is the tragic end when it comes to mental health and depression see we might sit here and some people may say they need to get over it they need to snap out of it 
However, that just tells me and others that you have no real clue what you're saying and what you're talking about. Because it's much harder than it sounds. And as much as any of these people who are battling depression would love, dearly love to snap out of it, they can't. I want to take this time to truly, and I mean truly, paint a picture of how bad brain damage, concussions, and mental health can truly get. Now the story I'm about to tell you, I want to warn you up front. It is very graphic and it is very tragic. And before I start with this story, I do right now want to take the time to go out there and say to everybody, if you are one struggling with depression, any type of mental health issue, please, and I mean please, reach out to somebody and get the help you need. Because this is no joke. Now the story I want to tell you and the picture that I need everyone to grasp is the story of Chris Benoit. Now some of you have heard of Chris Benoit and the media took his story and painted a picture that this man killed himself, his wife, and his child because of roid rage. That has been proven completely false by the Brain Institute of the University of West Virginia and their neurologist. They were given the chance to study his brain and to truly find out what was wrong and going wrong with Chris Benoit. Now, before I get into that, I just need to paint this picture on how he snapped and what exactly he did. Back in 2007, it was June the month of June, he was at home. And this was a three day horrific tragedy that happened to him and his family. First, he went to his wife. He bound her feet, he bound her hands, and then he strangled her until she passed away. The very next day, that morning of the very next day, he sedated his son with Xanax and strangled 
him until he passed away. The next day, he went down to his gym inside of his house, tied a noose, and then hung himself until his own neck snapped, and then he died. Now, again, the story of Crispin Wall and the double murder suicide is a very tragic story. There's more details in there. You can look it up for yourself on phone calls that were made and how the job that he had, the he was a pro wrestler and how the job that he had, people were going back and forth talking and he was talking to people on the phone and how erratic these conversations were. Um and no one understood what was truly going on until the neurologist at the Brain Institute of the University of West Virginia were able to study his brain. And his brain was so badly damaged that it modeled an 85-year-old man's brain with Alzheimer's. Not only that, but he's had so much severe damage to his brain, all four lobes of his brain were damaged, and including his brain stem. It was so bad that his brain cells were dying and he already had some that were already dead he had triangular brown patches throughout his brain showing that the cells in those spots were dead all of this was due to traumatic brain damage repeated concussions he was having because of his profession and nobody not one person stopped to say hey you're gonna need to get some medical attention because this is getting bad very bad not one person they actually went so far to just give him painkillers so he can combat all the pain he was having throughout his entire body just from concussions. They took tissue from his brain and they found out not only was he having so much brain trauma that he also suffered CTE. Not only that, but they found out he had dementia. You see, when it comes to brain trauma, 
mental health, depression, concussions, things that go on in the brain. It is not a joking matter. And people need to stop and start to truly think. And if someone says they are dealing with an issue and they don't know how to truly deal with it and it's causing them to fall in some sort of depression of any sort, instead of sitting here and calling them selfish, calling them quitters, Calling them, oh, they don't have patriotism for our country or the spot that you're in is so much bigger than you. You need to finish the job. What people really need to do, if they truly cared, is truly find out what they can do to help this individual that is battling something that is so incomprehensible to anybody else. What can we do to help is the real question that needs to be asked. We are going to pick up this conversation again about concussions and mental health. This is a three-part series, and the final chapter, I will tell you my personal experience that I have had dealing with concussions and mental health. I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and I want to thank you all for listening to The Island.